Amen. All right. Well, how many guys have lived long enough in life that eventually, sometimes it's going to happen, Don, you're just going to run across some strange things. Have you ever encountered some strange things, right? Okay, they're all over the place, and, uh, and I'm not talking Joey. That's a whole other issue, but hey, we love you, buddy. Give it up for Joey in the upholsterino pews, John. We love you, but that's right. And, uh, but that's right. For those of you who have no clue what I'm talking about, I've been cataloging some strange things that I've encountered in life, Tom, and uh, you tell me if uh, they're not all over the place, okay? You live long enough, you're going to encounter some strange things, okay? At least I think so. Let's take a look at just a few of those uh, strange things uh, today. First of all, if people from Poland are called Poles, then why aren't people from Holland called Holes? Right? It's kind of strange. I think it's logical, but it doesn't make sense. And, and why is a person who plays the piano called a pianist, but a person who drives a race car is not called a racist? Right? <laughs> kind of strange. I, I think so. And if, if it's true that we're here to help the others, then what are the others here for? You just get to suck air or something? That ain't right. I don't know what's going on. Hey, it, why isn't phonetic spelled the way it sounds? And whose cruel idea was it to put an S in lisp? That's strange. Think about it, folks. This will drive you up a wall. Uh, hey, is there ever a day when mattresses are not on sale? <laughs> Isn't that strange? They're always on sale. And why do people constantly return to the refrigerator with hopes that something new to eat will have materialized? This is not Star Trek. Hello, it doesn't work that way. You've got to go to the store first. All right, but let's move on. That's strange. Hey, why do people press harder on the remote control when they know the batteries are getting weak? It doesn't make them come back to life. It goes faster, Joey, right? Thank you. That's right. Let's move on. Hey, why are there flotation devices under plane seats instead of parachutes? How many of you guys would rather have a parachute? Yeah, okay. And that's right. Start a new trend. That's strange. And if 7-Eleven is open 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, then why are there locks on the doors? Hello? False advertising. And if nothing ever sticks to Teflon, then how do they make Teflon stick to that pan? Right? Think about it, folks. That's a deep thought for today. That's kind of strange. And if you're in a vehicle going the speed of light, what happens when you turn on the headlights? Now, that'll make your brain hurt. So we'll move on. All right. Uh, why does Superman stop bullets with his chest, but he ducks when you throw a revolver at him? Have you noticed that? That's kind of strange. But the all one strange one is this one, folks. Uh, if four out of five people suffer from diarrhea, then does that mean one person actually enjoys it? <laughs> right? That's strange, and it's gross, all wrapped into one. Let's just move on. I can't believe you shared that, Joey. But let's move on. But as you guys can see, hey, eventually you're going to run into some strange things in life, right? It's just going to happen. Here, there, whatever, we all got our little catalog. And uh, But folks, I don't know about you, but to me, the strangest thing I've ever encountered, in fact, it's on the increase today, has to be this. It's when people do this. It's when you see all these clear-cut signs, as we've been seeing week after week after week, that we're really living in the last days, that Jesus Christ is ready to get his church any moment at the rapture, and yet you still have people scoff and laugh and act like it's no big deal. That's not just strange. It's deadly. Because the Bible says you are running the risk of being left behind, and you're going to be catapulted into the seven-year tribulation, and that's not a joke. As we've been seeing, that is an outpoint of God's wrath on this wicked and rebellious planet. Jesus said it's going to be a time of greater horror. We're going to get to that, Lord willing. Horror than anything this planet has ever seen or will ever see again. And that unless God shortened the time frame, nobody, the whole planet would be destroyed. How many guys would say that's a bad time? Right? And because God is good, because Jesus loves us, he told us ahead of time. Okay? And so that's what we're taking a look at, okay? But praise God, God's not just a God of wrath. He's a God of love as well. And because he's good, because he loves us, he gives us all these warning signs to let us know when the rapture is could happen any time and the tribulation is around the corner. So we're going to continue uh, in our study, the final countdown 
update, okay? And if you've been tracking with us, we've already seen the first six updates on the final countdown study. That's the Jewish people, the Antichrist, modern technology, worldwide upheaval, the rise of falsehood, and the last two times was the rise of wickedness. And what we saw is this is one of those, I call them no-brainer Bible prophecy signs, okay? How do you know that you're in the last days? This sign right here. All you got to do is turn on your TV, okay? It's being reported, you're in the last days, you're in the last days, you're in the... All this unadulterated, absolute wickedness that we see all around the world is a sign you're in the last days. And we saw it's happening for various reasons. Uh, it's not just on the increase. We saw that it's happening because of our educational system. It's gone wicked now, anti-God. Our wicked media system, and last time our wicked anti-God system, i.e. this promotion of atheism. And what we saw is right now, folks, atheism is not only on the increase, But because of that, what you believe determines how you behave. If you don't believe there is a God, you're going to act like it, ungodly. Okay, so it spills downhill. It's increasing this wickedness we're seeing today. But also, as we saw last week, it's producing one of the most murderous societies we've ever seen in the history of mankind. With the slaughter of children around the world, 1.344 billion children slaughtered since 1980. Okay, but that's the character of Satan. Uh, he's a murderer, okay? And it's also given rise to the manipulation of mankind to these uh, human-animal hybrids that we saw. And the reason why we need to pay attention to that is because Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. If there was hybrid stuff going on back then and it's happening now, what's that mean? According to Jesus, we're in the last days, okay? But as you can see, the next sign that we're going to see, the fourth reason why we're getting so wicked on our planet today, folks, is an increase of a wicked chemical system. As you can see there with the nifty, colorful backdrop, uh, those are drugs. Those are pills. And that's what we're going to talk about is drugs. Now, again, this is another wild thing uh, that we see. How do you know you're in the last days? How do you know? Listen, not only turn your TV and see all this wickedness and these murders and these atrocities and all this stuff going on, but turn on your TV and what's also, uh, uh, what else is being reported? All these drug problems, drug wars, drug lords, drug issues, all these things all around the world every single day is being reported. Little do people know that this massive increase of specific drug usage, that's another sign you're in the last days. But I didn't say it, God did. So let's go to that text, Revelation chapter 9. Revelation chapter 9, verses 12 through 21. We're going to see uh, in the uh, back half of the uh, seven-year tribulation during the trumpet judgments, okay, we're going to see what kind of a society this is and how wicked it is. And I think as we're going to continue to just rip apart this text three different ways, Lord one today, I think you're going to see why Jesus said this is going to be the worst time in the history of mankind. You don't want to be there. Okay, but Revelation chapter 9, starting with verse 12, okay, we're going to pick it up uh, in the trumpets and uh, judgments. And uh, man, pay attention to the state of mankind. You see, our world is big on the human potential movement. And mankind's so wonderful, so awesome, so incredible. And he always wins and does the right thing in the... It's going to destroy it right here. Mankind is so stinking wicked, even though they're being judged by God, they refuse to turn to him. And they cling on to their sin, to their wickedness. Okay, so much for the human potential movement. But let's take a look. Uh, Chapter 9, verse 12 says this. The first woe is past. Two other woes are yet to come. Can I translate that for you? You ain't seen nothing yet. You thought it was bad so far? It's a coming. Okay, and here's what happened. The sixth angel sounded his trumpet, and I heard a voice coming from the horns of the golden altar that is before God. It said to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, release the four angels who were bound at the great river Euphrates. And the four angels listened who had been kept ready for this very hour and day and month and year were released to what? Kill a third of mankind. Now, a fourth of mankind, 
if it were to happen, say, about 2 billion people has already been annihilated. Now, another third is going to one fell swoop. This is a horrible time, folks. Worst time in the history of mankind. So another third of humanity is wiped out. The number of their mounted troops was 200 million. I heard their number. And the horses and riders I saw in my vision, they looked like this. Their breastplates were fiery red. They were dark blue and yellow as sulfur. And the heads of the horses resembled the heads of lions. And out of their mouths came fire and smoke and sulfur. And a third of mankind was killed by these three plagues of fire, smoke, and sulfur that came out of their mouths. And the power of the horses was in their mouths and in their tails. This is horrible, folks. When these things come at you, they're not only get you coming, they're going to get you going with the mouth and the tail. Either way, it's a nightmare. And their tails were like snakes having heads with which they inflict injury. Now, here's the whole point. Okay, Mm, we're being judged by God. And therefore, wow, this is horrible. I think I better get right with him. How many guys would say that's the logical conclusion? Listen to the status of mankind, of how wicked man is apart from Christ during the seven-year tribulation. The rest of mankind that were not killed by these plagues, what? Still did not repent of the work of their hands. Why? Listen to what they were doing. They did not stop worshiping demons and idols of gold and silver and bronze and stone and wood. Idols that cannot see, hear, or walk. Nor did they repent of their murders. Kind of like last week. Nobody wants to give up this abortion thing, right? They didn't repent of their murders, their magic arts. Pay attention to that. Their sexual immorality or even their thefts. Now, folks, this is, again, is a classic passage. The Bible simply blows this human potential movement out of the water and says that in reality, mankind is so wicked, specifically in the last days, it continues to get worse, is that even though you're clearly being judged by God, you still aren't woken up at this point. Mankind gets so stinking evil and wicked at this point that they refuse to repent and get right with God is what the text clearly says. Nothing seems to get their attention, not even God's judgment. They just continue in their absolute, unadulterated wickedness. They will not let it go. Absolutely not. I don't care what you do, how you try to get my attention. I'm just going to thumb my nose at you and continue in my wicked way. And so the question I got, well, how in the world is our world uh, getting like this? How in the world could the people of this time get so evil and, and so clueless that they will not respond to the judgment of God. Well, I think we're going to see several things in the text here. And the first one I want you to focus on there is I believe God tells us why. And the first word there is the word there, magic arts. It says that they did not repent. Why? Why would they refuse to turn to God? Magic arts. Now, it's actually the Greek word pharmakeia, right? Which is where we get the English word pharmacy, which is where you go to get what? drugs that's what the word means drugs okay literally drugs or druggings okay and so this one word clues us in on to answer the question why do people in the last days how do they get so evil that they refuse to repent and get right with god even though they're being judged by god because the bible says in the last days you're going to see this massive rise of pharmacia specifically you're going to see a massive how do you know you're in the last days when you turn on your tv and all you hear is drugs 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 folks can i tell you something That's today. And it's about to get even worse. Every time you turn on your TV, you don't just see murders and atrocities and evil and wickedness and all that stuff. You turn on your TV, it's drug this, drug that, drug problem here, drug raid there, uh, drugs in the schools, drugs in homes, drugs in the government, drugs on the streets, drugs around the world, right? Drugs have gone absolutely ballistic. And I'm telling you, folks, we ain't seen nothing yet. This is all leading up 
to the final conclusion to this absolute wicked society during the seven-year tribulation. And I think drugs are going to have a huge part of people literally being elsewhere in their mind, clouding their minds, if you will. Even though you're being judged by God, you're in a whole nother la-la land. Okay? Pharmacaea is going to rise. Okay? Now, the reason why it's going to get worse is because what is happening in our world today. Drugs that were considered illegal are now becoming legal. And of course, the hot topic I'm talking about is marijuana. Now, this isn't just Christians saying this, so you guys always want to, you know, uh, say all drugs are bad or blah, blah, blah. Okay? Secular experts are saying, listen, they said, listen, marijuana is a gateway drug. And secular experts are saying, if that thing gets legalized, and it is, isn't it? All over the place. They said drug usage in general is going to go absolutely nuts. You think it's bad now? You ain't seen nothing yet. Okay, that's the secular experts. In fact, studies have shown, folks, it's already started. Since marijuana has been legalized in certain states, listen to what's happened to those states, okay? Quote, crime rates have gone up. Shocker. It's already coming out that fast since it's been legalized. It's already inducing wickedness. Number two, it's increasing homelessness. Shocker, you don't want to get a job or do nothing, right? You just want to sit around, smoke pot all day, right? And number three, it's actually killing more people. Now, this is important because a lot of people who promote that say, oh, it's just, it's a harmless drug. You know, nobody gets, it doesn't affect. Yes, it does. It kills people. In fact, it's going to, they're saying, kill more people than alcohol. Watch this. According to a recent study by researchers from Columbia University, drivers who died in car accidents tested positive for marijuana three times more often from 1999 to 2010 when 20 states legalized marijuana for medical purposes. The study looked at data from the fatality analysis reported system covering 23,000 drivers that died over the 11-year period of the study. In 2010, 12.2% of the dead drivers tested positive for cannabinol, compared to the 4.2% that tested positive in 1999. Dr. Guo Ali, co-author of the study from the Columbia University Medical Center, said, If the current trends continue, non-alcohol drugs such as marijuana will overtake alcohol and traffic fatalities around 2020. Well, so much for not being a big deal. You know, it's just one of those drugs that's more, you know, more just keeps people calm. And... No, folks, it's going to lead... More uh, deaths is what the secular experts are saying. In fact, folks, it's about to get even worse because it's not just being legalized all over the place. They're making it so easy. You talk, listen to this. Why is our world going to get so absolutely wicked that they refuse to repent and get right with God even though they're being judged by God? Because we're making drug usage so easy, easy folks, for people to get. That did you know that they're now not just pushing marijuana and legalizing marijuana? They're making it so easy for you to get that they now have vending machines. You can now go get marijuana just like you're getting a candy bar. You think that's going to help things? I don't think so, but let's take a look at that new trim. Well, it's a vending machine that's unlike any other. You can buy marijuana out of it. A business in Denver recently installed it. Fox's Jeremy Hubbard has the story. Okay, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. A special delivery tonight at Montana's Smokehouse Barbecue up in Avon. Not the bubble gum and candy you find in most restaurant vending machines. This one is distinctly Colorado. The future is outside, and we're pretty excited about it. Stephen Sheeran's company, American Green, delivering the Zazz. It's the state's first marijuana edibles vending machine. Many people could look at this and say, well, it's a vending machine, and they'd be partially right, but mostly wrong. That's for sure. The machine will soon be stocked with goods from herbal elements in nearby Eagle Vale. They'll fill it with some of their most popular products. But these guys are convinced they are about to revolutionize their industry with this green machine. I don't think we've dreamed 
what it can do yet. And that's the whole point. You start with this, and you start making your way into the future. I think this is a great starting place. And Yeah. I, I don't think you've dreamed what you've unleashed, too. It's a good starting place. If, of course, your starting place is to increase uh, traffic fatalities and deaths and encourage people to use even more drugs because this is a gateway drug. If that's your goal, then, yeah, you're doing a great job. In the last days, pharmacia will go nuts all across the planet. Now we can get them in a vending machine. And it's already getting things worse. Listen to this. 22 million people in the United States right now are already using illegal drugs. But, of course, it's going to get even worse and more acceptable because you're legalizing them. Drugs are going nuts across our planet. According to the federal government, the number of heroin addicts in the United States has more than doubled since 2002. The number of heroin-related deaths has risen 84% just since 2010. And a recent report showed that sixth-grade girls were recently caught doing crystal meth in school. I wonder why. You encourage it and get this stuff in vending machines now, and it's going nuts, and it, gets, it spills downhill, doesn't it? Okay. In fact, folks, that's just, quote, illegal drug. You need to pay attention to this. Remember, what's, what's this? Pharmacia on the crease across the world. Legal, illegal, doesn't matter. The Bible says drugs, period, are going to increase, right? Folks, I don't think we, this one is, rarely I would say ever gets dealt with. Listen to this. Prescription drugs have gone absolutely nuts. And it's creating an epidemic of abuse here in America. Let's take a look at how many people right now are being drugged. And oftentimes, we will see drugged to death. Here just in the United States, okay? Let's take a look. According to a study conducted by the Mayo Clinic, nearly 70% of all Americans are on at least one prescription drug. At least one. An astounding 20%, one out of five every American, is on at least five of them. Right now, across the United States, it's increasing. Americans spend more than $280 billion, not million, billion dollars on prescription drugs each year. Over a quarter trillion dollars every year we hack over for prescription uh, drugs. Right now, there's 70 million Americans that are on mind-altering drugs of one form or another. And in the United States today, prescription painkillers kill more Americans than heroin and cocaine combined. Why don't you outlaw that? Okay, but you don't talk about it. And now, put it all together, right now, America has the highest rate of illegal drug usage on the entire planet. We are infested and ingesting this pharmacia, and that's what the Bible says is a sign you're in the last days. Now, again, before I continue, I'm not going to state that I'm against all forms of medication. That would be goofy. Okay, but the Bible says, listen, that you're going to see in the last days a massive rise of drug usage. Just because it's considered legal, illegal, doesn't take away from the biblical context. The Bible says you're going to see this massive increase of drugs all over the planet. Now, here's the problem. Even the so-called legal ones are creating a massive rise of wickedness. And the secular experts are now finally coming out and admitting this. Uh, and they at first said, oh, no, it has nothing to do with it. But these mind-altering drugs that they're giving out like candy to people uh, is altering them all right. It's altering their behavior. And the secular uh, researchers are admitting it's turning them into not just violent, horrific criminals, but they're now starting to see, hey, ever since we've been prescribing these mind-altering drugs, have you noticed how these school shootings and massacres have gone up? They said it's coming from this. I didn't say this. This is secular researchers putting it all together. Let's take a look. Most violent outbreaks in recent years have involved guns, and new information indicates there's often another common thread, antidepressants. From Columbine to Aurora, the Naval Yard to Fort Hood, antidepressants have been linked to violence. 
For decades, psychiatrist Peter Bregan has studied this link. That these drugs are causing agitation, anxiety, insomnia, hostility, aggression, mania. Antidepressants work on the brain, thereby altering the way people think. In addition to driving the person with this amphetamine-like effect, the antidepressants kind of do a bit of a lobotomy. You lose your empathy. You lose your caring. In his book Medication Madness, Dr. Bregan cites real-life examples of violence that could be blamed on antidepressants. Of an engineer who was given Paxil probably to help stop smoking, maybe for some tension, certainly not for any mental disorder, and within a couple of doses, he drowned his two children and himself in a tub. Well, why? Because he was given a legal, quote-unquote, drug, but that doesn't mean it was good for you. And as we're going to see in a second, it's all for money. And, and again, with that aberrant behavior, that's horrible, right? Obviously, anybody that's wicked, horrible, rotten, sad, all combined into one. Uh, is it really a surprise? Have, have you noticed you're going, well, man, if it does that, these people will be sued out of existence. No, they've got a disclaimer, and the disclaimer are on the commercials. Have you seen the commercials? This, is, this blows me away, folks. Uh, have you, listen to this. Oh, it's supposed to, page uh, the commercials. It's supposed to cure your depression, but, and they talk really fast like me and squeeze it all in there. But that's right, Tom. The side effects are liver disease, heart disease, lung disease, typhoid, foot fungus, even more depression, thoughts of suicide, anger and rage, and uh, spawning these killings. Have you seen the commercials? It's crazy. And we laugh about them. But they're admitting it's really happening. Just because it's legal doesn't mean it's good for you. And what it's done, folks, is it has turned America into the most drug-crazed, pharmacaic culture this planet has ever seen. Exactly like the Bible said would happen when you are living in the last day. Okay, now, the root of this is uh, something we've dealt with before. It's a lie called secular psychiatry. And not only secular psychology stems from the root of uh, men like Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung, who was involved in the occult, Carl Jung, who admitted that his teachings came from a spirit guide who came and spoke to him. That's a demon. And he himself coped with life by carving a man out of a ruler, and he called it mannequin, and he spoke to it. That's how, I'm supposed to listen to this guy over the Bible? But we're going to see that Sigmund Freud's influence is also why uh, society today, secular psychology, is pushing drugs It'd be one thing if it worked. You're going to see there's been no cures. Let's take a look at that. A new psychological study from the National Institute of Mental Health. Just this morning, along with a long-time psychiatrist. Depression is growing wider, broader. 15% of women suffer from this disorder. Abnormalities in the neurotransmitters. Six million American kids take prescribed medication. But what if the criminal is mentally ill? The punishment, a form of aversion therapy. Everywhere you look, there it is. Think psychiatry has nothing to do with you? Think again. 
The whole field of psychiatry has gotten into every facet of your life. They basically believe that everyone is mentally ill. You smoke too much, it's a disease. You are too unhappy, it's a disease. You're too thin, it's a disease. You're too fat, it's a disease. Where are these coming from? These are coming from the minds of psychiatrists that are dreaming these things up, writing papers and, get, and getting published with their names on it, calling, creating these new diseases. First he said that I had ADD. Then he said that I was depressed. Then he said I might be bipolar, but I don't have ADD anymore. And he said, you know, I've been noticing you, and I, I wonder if you have it too. What they decided is that both my husband and my son had a chemical imbalance that needed to be corrected with a chemical balancer. There is not one shred of credible evidence that any respectable scientist would consider valid demonstrating that anything that psychiatrists call mental illness are brain diseases or biochemical imbalances. It's all fraud. There's no reliability of diagnosis and there is no science. It's just pseudoscience. It's pretend science. This is one of the most open secrets in all of America in the psychiatric field that nothing, nothing, is being done that's legitimate and they're billing for it. Psychiatrists claim that over one billion of the world's population is mentally ill. In the past 30 years, they have prescribed psychiatric medications to 543 million people. And right now, they drug 17 million school children with stimulants and antidepressants. It is really tragic. It's awful, and it's being done for money. That's why it's being done. Oh, it's got to be in the billions. I don't know the exact number, but it's got to be in the billions. It's, it's just unbelievable. This is so big that it's, it buckles the mind. Take the human tragedy you have just seen and multiply it by the millions. In the past four decades, nearly twice as many Americans have died in government psychiatric hospitals than in all US wars since 1776. And while raking in over $2 trillion annually, psychiatrists cannot point to a single cure. I'll leave that up there. So there's your track record. There's the facts. There's the data. And if you notice, those were also secular doctors in the field. And so they're admitting, saying this is one of the biggest secrets at all, that this secular psychology, number one, cures how many? Zero. Uh, it's killing tons of people. It's not scientific, and you rake in trillions and trillions of dollars pushing pharmacaea. Why are we seeing the increase? Number one, a side note, we got to move on, but uh, uh, did you know that he said everybody's, they believe one billion people have a mental illness? Did you know that they're wanting to classify you and I, the fundamental Christians, as a mental illness? That we are dangerous and we need to be given one of these psychotropic drugs? But that's another issue. Maybe we can get to that later. But here's the whole point. Why are they pushing drugs? Why is secular psychiatry pushing big time on drugs? Well, do your homework, folks. And the founder of secular psychiatry, one of the biggest ones who started was Sigmund Freud. Now, Sigmund Freud was an evolutionist and atheist, which is a whole issue. So I should listen to him over the Bible, number one. But he was a secular uh, atheist evolutionist who believed, listen, quote, that the idea of God was made up by our forefathers to help us cope with life. Right? But if you do the research, he himself coped with life, guess what? Using drugs. He was a cocaine addict for many, many years, and he actually was a promoter of it. He believed that cocaine was positive for the human mind, uh, mind and body, and he himself was addicted to another drug, nicotine, smoking 20 cigars a day, and eventually killed him. 
So the founder of this stuff was hooked on drugs and promoted drugs. Are we surprised they're doing it again today? No. It's all part of the last day society. Just because you call it legal doesn't make it good for you. Okay? It's all part of the last day society creating that pharmacia that the Bible said would happen when you're in the last days. The fifth reason why we're seeing such a massive increase of wicked behavior in the last days is also because of a witchcraft system, a wicked one. Okay, and what we're going to talk about quickly is another, uh, the new modern term for old-fashioned witchcraft, and that is Wicca, okay? And believe it or not, the Bible clearly says, folks, that not only is drug usage going to go nuts, this is why people refuse to repent and get right with God, even though they're being judged with God. They're also going to be entrenched, not just with drugs, but witchcraft. And that's what we see back in our text. Let's take a look at that again. Revelation chapter 9, verse 20 through 21. Now the rest of mankind, after all this stuff's going on, whoo, they what? They, uh, who were not killed by these plagues, they still did not repent of the work of their hands. Well, why? How could you get that wicked? Well, he's going to tell us. They didn't stop worshiping demons and idols of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood, idols that cannot see or hear or walk, nor did they repent of their murders. Here's the word again, magic arts, their sexual immorality, or their theft. Now, we've already seen that that word there, magic arts, pharmakeia, okay, literally means drugs, right? But the root of that word also carries with it the idea of not just drug usage, that specifically drug usage that's also used to foster the dark arts. Okay, and that's why you'll see probably some of your translations uh, say something different. They say either magic arts, some would say sorcery, some actually translate for what it is, witchcraft. That's what it also means, that word, okay? But it's a good thing we see no increase of witchcraft getting popular on our planet today. Yes, the sarcasm tells the whole story. Excuse me? And folks, we see the reason why it's becoming popular is because it's being promoted all over the place at the same time. We've already seen it's being promoted by the environmental movement, with their worship of nature, that's witchcraft at the core. It's being promoted with feminism, with their mother goddess worship. And of course, the big one is the educational tool that we ingest every single day. And that's Hollywood. Hollywood's pumping out this stuff like candy about witchcraft. Witchcraft and the occult and vampires, shows like Charm, the Twilight series, the Harry Potter stuff. And it has a whole new appeal even for kids. But I don't know about you guys. I am so glad that this media stuff is pure entertainment. It has zero effect on our beliefs and behavior. Now, if you didn't pick up on the sarcasm on that, I really laid it on thick. You need some help. But I love you. And so I'll explain it. Excuse me? Are you kidding me? I, I, I could not believe this one. Oh, because you hear that all the time, even in the church. Oh, my kids know the difference. It's just energy. No! It influences them. And especially we saw before, you ain't teaching the Bible at home, and you may not even go into a church that teaches the Bible. They're going to listen to this stuff, folks. There are so many kids, I couldn't believe this, there are so many kids who grew up eating, watching, reading Harry Potter. The younger generation, they have now gone into the military. And there's so many, in other areas of society, but this is just going to show you in the military. And there's so many of that generation who grew up on Harry Potter that are now full-blown practicing witches that the militaries had to accommodate for their witchcraft services. Watch this. Halloween may mean costumes and candy for you and for us, but for those out there who are witches, this is their most sacred holiday. In San Antonio, there's a Wiccan coven touting the largest weekly service for the study of witchcraft in the world. Where they meet and who's in the class may surprise you. Marvin Hurst has her story. The 
mention the word witch and instantly most conjure up thoughts of black magic rituals in the belly of seclusion. Just keep the line progressing. Now come inside the Arnold Hall Community Center at Joint Base San Antonio Lackland. It's a different picture. I am Archer and I'm a witch. Archer, a.k.a. Tony Gatland, is the high priest of this coven. A packed house of basic military trainees are studying witchcraft in his circle. When we come over here on a Sunday, oftentimes there's there's three or four hundred. Around three hundred and twenty this day, taking part in Samhain. The witches' New Year celebration on Halloween. They honor the dead and the rebirth of their god. Trainees literally lined up by choice to learn about Wicca. Fantasy reading and Harry Potter peak training at Treyu Kamen's interest in Wicca five years ago. There is nothing wrong with Wicca. And of course that's why we have this service here. But we all know that the media has no effect on our beliefs and our behavior, so it's purely a quinky ding that this guy grew up watching Harry Potter, and now he's in the military, and he's a full-blown witch, and he's excited, and says there's nothing wrong with it. When are we going to get our heads out of the sand, church, and admit what Hollywood is? It's an educational tool. We think it's just for entertainment. That's what they got us conditioned to think. But it's an educational tool to get us to change our thinking pattern, even our belief system. And listen, it's not just shows like Harry Potter. That guy at least admitted it, where it came from, because he grew up on Harry Potter. But it's also shows like the Twilight series, the vampirism, the, which is occultism, okay? But it's a good thing that that has no effect on people's behavior either. It was just Harry Potter. <laughs> In the Southern Hebrew, as you, whatever means, excuse me, take a look at what this professional lady decided to up and do one day. You tell me if all these vampire shows doesn't have an effect on people's behavior. Let's take a look at this. Watching her children at a playground in Guadalajara, Maria Jose Cristerna is just an ordinary mum. But her distinctive look means she's likely to attract a little more attention than her peers. She's made several dramatic modifications to her body to transform herself into vampire woman. Maria is 98% covered in tattoos. She's also had dental implants to give her fangs and titanium horns placed in her skull. Maria has given up her job as a lawyer to open a tattoo parlor and clothes shop. She insists her life is no different from any other wife and mother's. Yeah, it's all natural. Well, you, you guys, I mean, just it's, it's a total quinkening, Bill, that this lady who was a legal professional lawyer just up and one day decided to become a vampire, alter her body and her teeth, and, and open up a vampire shop. It's a pure quickening. No, I'll say it again. When are we going to get through our heads that all this media promotion, it isn't just entertainment, it's education. And it's encouraging people to go down this witchcraft, occult technique stuff, the same path. In fact, you think, well, I'll never do that. I'm not into that body art stuff and all the tattoos and the implants and... You know, well, hey, it might open you up to the next trend. Because, you know, we all know in the movies that vampires, they just, they, they, they ingest blood and they stay youthful and young looking. Watch the latest trend. One of the hot new trends in cosmetic treatments takes injectable fillers to a whole new level. A closer look at the vampire facelift. Cindy Van Akeren usually gets injectable fillers to plump the sags and fill the creases. This time she's trying something new. Are you ready for your vampire facelift? 
The name conjures up all sorts of images. At first it sounds, you know, kind of, I don't know, twilighty. It's a designer cosmetic procedure that combines fillers like Juvederm and Restylane with what many call a natural fountain of youth. Give it a good squeeze. Components of Cindy's own blood. Cindy before, Cindy after. I can't believe the difference. I, I look way younger than I did. Wow. I, I, it's just, it's amazing. It's, it's just like a, a real life vampire. We could stay young and youthful looking just like them if we would just ingest blood. The only thing that I noticed that was different was she still had a reflection in her mirror. Do you see that? So, I don't know, maybe they'll get that figured out, okay? Well, folks, in all seriousness, one thing leads to another. Just, she even said it sounds kind of, what was her words? Twilighty. It just begins to spill down here. It starts to affect your behavior. It opens you up. All this promotion of witchcraft, vampires, and the cold in the media is having an effect on our behavior. And, of course, it's being broadcast on a global scale. So what has that done to our world? It's increased this massive increase of witchcraft that we're seeing today. Just in time for the last day of society that Jesus says, you don't want to be there. What's his tag phrase? It's the worst time in the history of mankind. You don't want to be there. You think it's bad now? You ain't seen nothing yet. Take the way out. The last one we're going to deal with today, the sixth reason why we're seeing such a massive rise of wickedness, is because we're going to have a wicked satanic system. Folks, it is going full-blown, okay, into literal Satan worship, demon worship, okay? But again, folks, if you read the text, the Bible says, listen, even that, not just drug usage, not just witchcraft, as bad as that is, even Satan worship is going to be on the rise. And that's the first thing that was on the list in this text. Let's go back there one more time. Uh, as we take a look at that, Revelation chapter 9, verse 20 now says this, the rest of mankind that were not killed by these plagues, they still did not repent of the work of their hands. Well, why? How could you get that evil? You, I mean, come on, get right with God. What more does he got to do to get your attention? Nope, 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 nope. And notice the very first thing, the very first thing he says, here's why. This is wild. They did not stop what? Worshipping demons. It wasn't just open up the door to demons, talk with demons, communicate with demons. They worshipped demons. Right? That's wicked. And idols of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood. Idols that cannot see or hear or walk. Okay? And so the Bible says in the last days, you're going to see a society get so absolutely wicked. No wonder Jesus says you don't want to be there. It's the worst time in the history of mankind. It's because our society is going to go so bad, so wicked, man, that these people are actually going to be worshiping demons, including Satan and whom the demons went with. Okay? But it's a good thing we don't see any signs of Satanism on the rise, do we? I see you over there, Jim. You're trying not to move. You're blending it. I can see. It's like your head's floating amidst the gray. I can still see it. Uh, but anyway, excuse me? Folks, well, Satanism is majorly on the rise. Now, part of it is because of the apostasy in the church. Six, the last stat I came across, 65% of the American church does not believe in a literal Satan. 65%. I know. Get you choked up thinking about it. Right? But uh, give it for Donna. Right? Perfect timing. But anyway, so you Okay. She's good. Okay, I don't want to make you choke, so just keep going. Anyway, so anyway, 65%, 65% of the American church no longer believes in literal Satan. Well, duh, now he's in your midst and you don't even know because you don't even think he's real. Okay, the other reason why is because we not only have opened up the door with our disbelief, but it's also because of the ease of access. No more do you have to go into some dark alley, creepy bookstore in Timbuktu to find out about demonism and the occult and Satanism. It's everywhere now. You know, and part of that was, of course, the internet. 
Okay, but now it's even going out of that. And it's coming straight into our school system. Listen to this. A satanic temple has launched a campaign that they've called, quote, Protect Children Day. Where they actually want children to pray openly to Satan in school. Direct quote, we want children to know that they are permitted to pray to Satan in school. How far we have fallen. You can't mention the name Jesus. You can't pray to God. But now they're, this is a legal issue. They want to make sure kids can pray to Satan in school. And it's getting worse. A Harvard University is getting ready to celebrate, quote, a satanic black mass at Harvard. Here's what our universities are doing. Let's take a look at that. It's called a satanic black mass, and it's about to happen at Harvard University. A Harvard University student club is hosting a satanic black mass reenactment to celebrate witchcraft and satanic worship. The ritual is expected to take place at an on-campus bar, and the Harvard Extension Cultural Studies Club will be hosting. The performance will be conducted by the Satanic Temple. Most students we spoke to at random say, while they may not agree, they appreciate the school's philosophy. Well, but I'm sure that none of those who are at Harvard ever grew up watching Harry Potter and Twilight and encouraged to, it's, you know, you see how it all steers together? Excuse me? Oh, by the way, you say you appreciate, you're a student at Harvard and you appreciate the school's philosophy. Well, maybe you should get an education at Harvard and educate yourself on Harvard's school philosophy, at least what it used to be. I'm not making this up. Harvard was America's first school and it was started by a guy named Reverend John Harvard back in 1636. Reverend John Harvard, okay, Christian. And the school's official model uh, used to be, quote, for Christ in the church. For, uh, for Christ in the church, not for Satanism in the Satanic Temple. And Harvard had several requirements, okay, back in the day, which students had to observe. If you were at Harvard, you had to observe this. Why are you going to school? Why are you going to Harvard? Quote, let every scholar be plainly instructed and earnestly pressed to consider well the main end of his life and studies. Why are you doing this? Is to quote, know God and Jesus Christ, which is eternal life. And now the school's being used to instruct people into Satanism and encourage them to join a black man. And we wonder why our country's going down the two. Oh, but it's not stopping there, not just in the school. This rise of Satanism and Satan worship is also going into our government. Watch this. One man in Florida right now is seeking another legal issue. He's seeking equal time in our government. Listen, you thought the school thing was bad? In our government to open up meetings with a prayer to Satan. How far are we going to push God? And uh, again, you can't pray to Jesus. But now he wants the legal right to pray to Satan in the government. And it's getting so bad, folks, that a a statue of Satan is getting ready to be put up in one of the capital buildings of all places in the Bible Belt. Right now. Right next to the Ten Commandments. Okay? Remember we saw last week, it's getting so bad that we have atheist churches in the Bible Belt. Now they want to put up statues of Satan in the Bible Belt. Let's take a look at that. A New York-based satanic group wants to put a Satan statue on the grounds of the Oklahoma State Capitol, and it has now unveiled drawings of the proposal. So here it is. The statue features a bearded, goat-headed demon sitting on a throne with smiling kids next to it. The satanic temple insists it should be allowed to stand next to the Ten Commandments monument that's been at the Oklahoma State Capitol since 2012. Let's just leave that up there. This is how far we have fallen. 
we're getting so wicked in our school system, in our government, we now actually want to put up that statue. Satanism. Not just in general, but for our kids to look up to. Folks, we are in a heap of trouble. Why? Why, Pastor Billy, why is our country going down the tubes? Why is it so full of wickedness and rebellion and witchcraft? And because we've allowed it. We've allowed it into our hearts, into our minds, through the media, the government, the schools, and to the point where now we want kids to look up to Satan instead of Jesus Christ. Why? What do you expect? Just in time for the last day society that Jesus said what? Oh, you think it's bad now? Stir all this together, what we saw today, folks. You ain't seen nothing yet. It's going to get so stinking evil, you're going to see drugs go nuts across the world. People aren't going to even be in their right mind. They're going to be doing atrocious things to each other. Even in the midst of the judgment of God, they're going to be entrenched in witchcraft. They're going to worship Satan. And because God is good, he's warned us ahead of time. In fact, some would say that our own government, speaking of which, knows that, quote, something wicked this way comes. And they're actually making plans to deal with it. Not making this up, you can check this out for yourself. Wait to hear the latest backup plan from the Pentagon. You tell me if our society's not going to get out of control. Let's take a look. Fans of The Walking Dead know that you have to take zombies seriously. Foreign Policy magazine recently reported that the Department of Defense has a plan to combat the zombie apocalypse. The conceptual operation document known as CONOP 888. But should it concern us that this plan exists, and how exactly do we prepare for science fiction becoming reality? Ooh, ooh, the spirit of Arnold Horshack is all over me again. I'll answer that. How do you get prepared to avoid that? Hey, that's right, you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior right now and escape the whole thing to come. Or you can rely upon the government to come up with some sort of zombie apocalypse plan because we all know the government can save you. Folks, in all seriousness, why in the world is the Pentagon, this is on record, why do you have an actual zombie apocalypse plan unless you know something horrible is coming to this point? And I'll go back to his words one more time. And Jesus, out of love, says, listen, you better get right with God, you better get right with him now. Because what you're headed for in the seven-year tribulation is going to be the worst time in the history of mankind. Listen, the phrase that's used there, a time of greater horror. Like a horror. Except it's going to become reality. And there's only one way out. It's through Jesus. And this is why he says every single time, Luke 21, 28, when these things begin to take place, when you see this taking place, you better stand up, Christian. Lift up your head because Jesus Christ is coming back to get us. Amen? That's exciting stuff, man. But again, the point is this. If you're not saved, man, what more does God got to do to get your attention? Do you think that Hollywood's not even not only preparing people to be more receptive to witchcraft and drug usage and Satanism, but what's the latest trend now? All these zombie movies. And so maybe not if, but when that comes to the planet, people aren't caught off too much. They know how to survive that horrible time frame. Isn't that wild? I'd say the only way out of this mess is through Jesus. And again, if you're not here today, you need to accept him now before it's too late. You don't want to be left behind. Amen? Let's pray. 
Well, hi, this is Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church and Get a Life Ministries, and I hope you enjoyed today's study. But in closing, before you go, let me ask you one final question. If you were to die today, are you sure that you go to heaven and not hell? You see, here's the problem. The Bible says that nobody automatically gets to go to heaven, and that's because God is holy and we are not. The Bible says that the wages of our sin or our unholiness, or the wrong things that we have done, have separated us from God. And the wages of our sin, or unholiness, uh, means that we deserve to die and receive God's judgment to go to hell and not heaven. In other words, we're disqualified for heaven. And that's because God being holy and us being not, the two cannot mix. So what are we going to do? Well, that's bad enough. The other problem is we don't even want to admit this dilemma even though God already knows it all. And so out of love, God gave us something called the Ten Commandments to show us that we're really disqualified for heaven. We're not holy. We're not perfect like him. Uh, let's take a, a look at just a few of those uh, here today. Uh, the Bible says, the Ten Commandments says, you shall not bear false witness. That means lying. How many of you have ever told a lie before? Well, those of you who didn't raise your hand, you just did. Okay, let's be honest, folks. Let's not tell another lie. We've all lied. Well, believe it or not, that disqualifies you for heaven. That's how holy God is. He is the truth. He does not lie. And so that makes us a liar. Another of the Ten Commandments says you shall not steal. Okay? How many have ever taken anything without permission? Well, all of our hands should have went up at that one. Uh, we've already said we're a bunch of liars. Okay? Well, we've all done that. And it doesn't have to be a bank. Uh, it could be a pencil in the third grade. Uh, that means that we're a thief. Okay? The Bible says that God is so holy, even his name is holy. And that's why one of the Ten Commandments says, you shall not use the Lord's name in vain. Hey, folks, isn't it ironic how uh, now the blessed name of Jesus Christ, the Bible says there's no other name under heaven by which men might be saved, Jesus Christ, has now become a cuss word? Folks, the Bible says that's the sin of blasphemy. Okay, and folks, let's be honest. We've used God's name in vain uh, before. The Bible also says in the Ten Commandments, you shall not commit adultery. And Jesus takes the standard even higher. He says, listen, it's not just physical adultery. He says, surely I tell you that if you look at another person with lust in your eye, you've committed adultery in your heart. God looks at the heart. One more out of the Ten Commandments says, you shall not murder. And you might say, well, hey, I haven't done that one. Really? The Bible says that the sin of hatred is akin to the sin of murder. You, in other words, in your heart, wish they were dead. You pulled the trigger, if you will, in your own heart. And the Bible says God sees that, and it's just as bad. He knows the mind, he knows the hearts, the thoughts, and the intents that we have. Folks, that's just five out of the Ten Commandments. How are you doing? Not very well. None of us can keep them. They're God's x-ray to show us that we're disqualified. And so when, not if, your time comes, because we're all marching towards the grave at different speeds, you're going to have to stand before God and you're going to have to uh, say who you really are. He already knows. Hey, God, let me into heaven. Uh, I'm, I'm a liar. I'm a thief. I'm a blasphemer, adulterer and a murderer. Folks, the Bible is clear. Such people as these will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. That's the problem. Here's the good news. God so loved the world that he sent his one and only begotten son, Jesus Christ. That whoever believes in him, what he did on the cross, on our behalf, that we will not perish, we will not go to hell, but he will give us 
the gift of eternal life. Jesus died on the cross to forgive us of all of our sins. It's something that we don't earn. We, we, we can't earn. It's a gift, the Bible calls it. And a gift cannot be earned. He was taking the death penalty in our place. That's what the cross was of the day. And that if we would just ask Jesus Christ to forgive us of our sins and believe that in our heart that God raised him from the grave, showing that his death is satisfactory to God to forgive us of all of our sins, no matter what we've done, the Bible says we shall be saved. Uh, the Apostle Paul says that if we confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the grave, we will be saved. Let me give you a common analogy of what God's doing and what he did for us with Jesus dying on the cross on our behalf. Uh, in life, we know that people uh, can be sentenced for a crime uh, to where they're actually on death row. Uh, the courtroom scene has completely finished. The gavel has already sounded. Uh, they are going to jail and they're just awaiting their time before they go to the death penalty. Uh, as they're sitting there in the jail cell, uh, it, it's a proven fact they did what they did. Everybody knows it. They're just waiting for that time for their uh, number to come up, so to speak, and walk down that hall and be executed. Uh, there's nothing they could do to reverse their crime. No amount of good works in that jail cell can reverse what they've done. It's too late. It's over. But believe it or not, there's one way that people even today can get off a of death row. And that's if the one in authority, the governor, if he were to, out of mercy and kindness, nothing that the person did because they don't earn it and they don't deserve it and they can't earn it. If he would grant them what's called a pardon, out of the kindness of his heart, he has the authority to grant them a pardon and absolve them completely of their crimes uh, against the state. And did you know that there's actually been people that this has happened to, that the governor, out of mercy, has granted them a pardon as a gift, and they've gone down to the jail cell and handed that person, extended it through the bars, here, I'm granting you a pardon. If you would just receive it, you can go free right now. And did you know that there's actually been people who've said, no, I don't want your pardon. And so what happened is of their own doing, even though they had a way out, they still had to go to the death penalty. Folks, can I tell you something? That's what God did for us with Jesus dying on the cross. He sent his son to take the death penalty in our place. He, God, has the authority to grant us through Jesus a complete pardon. And every day that you're still alive, God is extending to you spiritually this pardon. But a pardon does you no good unless you reach out and receive it by faith. Won't you do that today? Won't you call upon the name of Jesus Christ? Ask him to forgive you of all of your sins, to trust in his work on the cross, to pardon us from all of our crimes, our sins against God. God loves you. He wants a relationship with you. But there's only one way to heaven. It's Jesus. There's only one way to get off a death row. It's through the cross of Jesus Christ. Won't you do that right now? Well, this has been Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church and, and Get a Life Ministries. And if there's anything that we can do for you, uh, please don't hesitate uh, to contact us. Uh, our number, our information will uh, come up here on the screen shortly. And uh, uh, if there's anything we could do for you, please don't hesitate to let us know. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us. And uh, remember, I hope to see you in heaven. God bless. Thank you for watching this presentation from Sunrise Baptist Church.
If you would like to send us a letter or any other kind of postage, you can reach us at 1780 Betty Lane, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89156. For more information, you can give us a call at 702-452-8599 or email us at bcrone at getalifemedia.com or you can visit our website at www.getalifemedia.com. Billy Crone and this ministry can also be found on Facebook and Twitter. Join us for services at www.sunriselv.com.